You're listening to Things That Make You Go Woo. I'm your host, Emily, also known as Emily and Her Stars. I am a professional medium and astrologist. And when I'm not busy helping my clients, I have a passion for learning about the woo. From history to current events, interviews, and monthly energy reports, I hope this podcast makes you go woo too. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Things That Make You Go Woo. I'm Emily, also known as Emily and Her Stars. And I'm Andrea from Concrete and Crystals and Spirit Friends. And we are so excited to bring you Cancer Season. This is our official Zodiac report for Cancer Season 2023. But before we start, we always like to do at least a small recap. And we are ready to recap Gemini Season. I don't know that I have any good word at the moment, Andrea. (laughs) But... Like we say every month, it can get better eventually, right? It has to. I like to think so. I would like to believe it. I am having a hard time believing it. If you remember from last time, I said I put all the cards back in the deck and reshuffled and got basically the same messages again. And I was trying to avoid what we're recording on Thursday, the 15th. And we're in the near the end of this week that I had pulled the death card. And I was at the time was like, it's Gemini season. It's always fun and social. That's not going to happen. But oh boy, did it ever. And I'm still feeling it. It has been one of the most emotional Gemini seasons. And it could have been the influence, right, of Venus being in cancer this whole time, really amplifying emotion. But I still feel personally reverberations left over from the eclipse season. And we're coming up on the nodal shift in a month. So I feel like we're in this weird in-between phase where a lot of energies want to stabilize and like we are craving some stabilization, but it's not going to happen yet. Yeah, that in-between feeling is definitely what I'm feeling. And I've been doing some group energy sessions where we've been doing like a development circle after. And one of the energies that really came up was this message around how we're always in a death and rebirth cycle, always. But it just feels like for the last few years, we've only gone to experience the death part of it. (laughs) And then it's like a reset. And like, we haven't really gotten to experience the birth and rebirth and the excitement part for so long. And I think that we almost don't trust it. We almost put ourselves back into the death thing and go, no, that's not going to work. Restart. We don't let ourselves just sit in like that celebration energy because we don't trust it anymore. We're like, yeah, no, no. Every time I get excited, something else happens. And I think that's where like we're in that in between now where it's like, do we let ourselves lean in? Do we still have more to release? Like what is happening? I just feel like a dark cloud is following me and I just don't know when it's going to rain and get it over with. Oh, it rained here, literally, for days. We had, in Colorado, where I live, seven inches in 24 hours was the official report, which I don't know that I've ever seen that much rain here. And yeah, it was the flooding and the hail and the heavens opened. And I actually had visions of Noah's Ark and like, these are the two dogs that are going to survive. Thank goodness we're at the top of the hill. But it's true, like the... 
the hits kind of keep coming. And I think we're all getting numb to the death process. Yeah. And maybe that's when rebirth will finally hit. I'd like to think it'll surprise us at some point. Maybe. Yeah, I guess death sneaks up a lot, but like the rebirth doesn't seem to want to do that. And so maybe maybe we'll get lucky in cancer season. If you could like shuffle the cards and find the star card, I'd love to see that pop forward. That literally was one of the messages that came up. So my next episode that'll be a solo episode after this is like a weird channeling that I did in the middle of the day on like Tuesday. And I've never done this, like just record this message speaking. And it was about hope. And the image I got was the star card specifically from the Lightseer's Tarot because she's sitting and she's looking up and she, there's a string attached to this like glowing star. And it's this reminder that like, if you hope for something that spirit can bring it to you, just like hold on to it. And the message was basically, it was a very long message, but the basis of it was that it's okay to hope for things again. And I almost, I am very emotional when I'm channeling it, but there was this part where it was like, when was the last time you actually said, I hope something will happen? Like those words, like I could not think of the last time I actually let myself say, I hope this happens because it feels like we're shamed for like hoping it or every time we say it, you know, something, the opposite happens or something. Right. But it's like, you hope for it and then it rains or something. And never have crazy thing completely out of your control happen. Yeah. And I think the the message that like what I I was just feeling into it afterwards when I stopped recording and I was feeling that it's tied into perfectionism too, where it's like we don't want to fail. So it's like if we say out loud, I hope this happens, then it doesn't happen. We're like, well, then I'm gonna feel stupid. If I sound stupid because I'm like, I hope something good happens, fine. What's the worst that can happen? It doesn't happen. Isn't that what we've just said has been happening for the last three years? So what's the difference? Why not actually just hope for something and stay in that energy for a little while and move towards the good thing? If bad stuff happens along the way, fine. I actually don't care at this point. Like, bring it on. We've survived until this point. So like, why not start looking at what we actually want again? Because I'm like, I don't, like I've said things, but I'm, you know me, we talk all the time where even when I'm saying there's something that I want, I'll say, it would be nice if this happened, but if it doesn't happen, that's fine. I, yes. I always caveat everything I you say. Do. You know how I sit like, at, and it's like, even when you know more than I know what I want out of a situation, I won't say it. I'll be like, yeah, you know, it'd be nice if this happens, but I'm also okay if the opposite happens. But it's like, I don't want to keep doing that. And it's like, that was the, what the message was, was like, you can just say, I hope this good thing happens and leave it at that, period. Period, I just hope sense. That's it. Because we can't control either way. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. But it's like, it's okay to be in that energy of hope. And it's interesting you brought up that specific card because that's exactly what was in my mind. What what I was receiving as the image for that whole message was that specific card from this deck. Well, I start a whole, whole side note there. The whole side note of, yeah. I think that's actually going to tie into some of the cosmic energetics that are going to come up later in the report. But before we get there, let's yeah. talk a little bit about, okay, we've survived whatever the heck we want to call that Gemini season. <laughs> whatever that was. Whatever that was. We're moving now into cancer. And what we really experience with cancer season, and again, I feel like this is where pop astrology sort of misconstrues the ideas behind cancerian energy. What we are experiencing is a water sign 
that is also ushering in the beginning of a season and the highest middle point of a year. So we have this culmination of a peak of energy where we're ushering in summer. The sun has reached its highest points in the sky, closest to essentially what we would consider God energy, right? When we are looking from our standpoint on earth. And then we also recognize that now the sun is falling back to earth. We are submitting again to the darkness. We will also start to feel a sadness that comes with that, a culmination of I'm halfway through the year and I had big plans. Are they happening? Are they not happening? And then you add in this additional layer of the weather, right? We start to get these warmer days. And if you were an ancient, you would have planted your fields. You would have tended to them. And then it starts to get to a point where you've called in everybody to help you tend those. And it starts to be a moment of you can't do much else. You are in this sort of waiting Things are going to grow or not grow. The weather is going to come in. It's going to affect things and you have no control over that. And so you draw together in this moment of solidarity of we can get through this united. And where Cancerian crab energy really builds its strength is this idea of we are stronger together. And I'm going to pick and choose those relationships that make me feel safe and secure this is family, yes, but it's also chosen family. It's bringing in friendships that feel like family in one way or another. And then the additional aspect of the crab is this feeling of vulnerability. And when we shed our shell, right, in a moment of surrender, we no longer fit a circumstance. We were no longer fit a relationship, whatever the situation is. There's this incredibly scary moment where we don't recognize what the next step is. I think that's kind of what's happening <laughs> at the moment anyway. But we kind of scurry and hide and become vulnerable. And there's a moment of defensiveness and misunderstanding when we really are just seeking the comfort of what was. So there's that layer of nostalgia, the layer of family, the layer of emotional mourning for things that are out of our control. We're excited to be at the peak of the year, but we are fearful of what is still to come. It's a really mixed bag of emotions when we're dealing with cancer season. And for me as an earth sign, I find that all three water transits can be particularly emotional, but it's also an amplification of our psychic energies, of our ability to connect to spirit, of our empathy. So if you're already an empath with aligned or misaligned boundaries, pay attention to how cancer season affects you. In that way, you might get surprised when a boundary is passed that you forgot you hadn't adjusted for. And then with that relationships and family, that's hard because we tend to let those relationships in closer and then they might suddenly hurt in some way that we didn't expect. So Keep all of those things in mind. One other little fun tidbit is that the United States is actually a cancer sign. So when you think of our best qualities and our worst qualities as a society, we love nostalgia. We're sometimes afraid to change, but we're super friendly and we're really excited to, you know, for the most part, invite people in, take care of people, make friends. So keep that in mind when you're out celebrating your summer festivities. 
that all like resonates so much. I have a cancer moon and in my family out of the five of us, four of us have significant cancer placements. So nostalgia is like so, so present at every family gathering. We have inside jokes. We have like all these things that are like, you know, just specific to our family and like certain movies just bring me right back to childhood. And we all have those. And I have a cancer moon. I was born on a full moon. So it was like the full moon in Cancer. And my mom has the opposite. She's a Cancer and she was born on the full moon in Capricorn. And so we both have these like extremes of the signs and like in our family, like we're the only women in our family, like I have two brothers and my dad. So it's just funny that like we are like this polar opposite, but also so similar in in certain ways too. It's a really interesting energy. And I always think too of, I don't know how you think about this, but for me, when I think about the energies of it, even though Capricorn's an earth sign, it's also the sea goat. So there's also this like water thing. And then with cancer, it's also like crabs are on the shore a lot too. So like there's this like crossover of earth and water that I feel like I'm always going between. That is such a good reminder because when we're dealing with any set of zodiac signs, it's always important to remember that they're attached, right? They're two ends of the pole. And we're always working that polarity between the two. So absolutely, you would be connected, not only to have your sun and moon connected, but you're right, the connection between the earth and the crab and the sea goat and the earth. Yeah, all of it, all of it draws back and forth. It's finding the balance between masculine and feminine, between family and work, between purpose and comfort. All of these things that come up in life over and over again. Yeah, I definitely feel that. I think it's like natural for me to go between the two. And it's funny because like as much as I can be very like motherly and nurturing to the people close to me, I do feel that swing between masculine and feminine to be like kind of difficult. But I feel like I'm moving into the feminine more, more into the water sign more. But yeah, cancer season, I think this year is going to be very interesting. Very interesting. Well, okay, before we dive into the cards and all the goodies, should we tell the people what we have going on in the background? What's what's going on? Let's do that. Let's give the people what they want. Let's, let's do it. Well, I am doing something really special. The next two months, I, if any of you listeners have taken or have thought about taking a Backroads of Astrology deep dive course, I am going to offer Cancer and Leo free if you are a Third Eye Library member. So these are hour-long deep dives into the zodiac sign where we really get to the nuances of the why of the why of the why. (laughs) So if you aren't already a Third Eye member, jump over there and hop in. And yeah, Cancer and Leo will run the last Tuesday of June and the last Tuesday of July. And then we'll be finishing out that cycle. We also are going to be having some Oracle card pulls over there as well. So just some fun stuff to hop in and experience. There will be a second season of Things That Make You Go Woo happening. Things are currently in production. So hang in there. I will be back with more exciting deep dives into the history of woo. And then I do have just a few spots left for readings in July. If you're hoping to snag a spot in the summer while you're maybe off work or if you've got time, now's your chance. There's still a few spots left and you can get those at emilyandherstars.com. 
I'm so excited for more things that make you go woo to come back. I've been missing that so much. I love your deep dives into different topics. Looking forward to that. And yay for Cancer and Leo being free. I always enjoy those sessions. I learned so much and I'm excited for that now. I put those on my calendar. Make sure I don't miss them. Don't miss them. We love having you in class. Oh, thank you. They're fun. I love it. For me, I have my newsletter coming out on the 27th, always a Tuesday. So yeah, the 27th, it'll be coming out. And then the following week will be the Cancer Season Remote Recharge, where you get to just enjoy that in your own time and space, and then receive my email summary afterwards with all of the different energy and messages that came up. And then I've started a small circle where we're doing group energy recharges on Zoom. And then afterwards, we're doing a bit of a development circle where we kind of flip it around and everyone shares what they received. And so that there's a lot of crossover of wisdom, similar synchronicities coming up. And then at the end, I share what came up through my experience of the session. And it's been really interesting. Some people will pull a card while they're in the energy. Some people will journal. Some people will just sit in the energy or a combination. And so sometimes the cards that they pick are similar to cards I pulled earlier in the week, or they'll pick a crystal that I also used in the session. So it's just a really interesting thing that's new, but I'm excited about. I really want to catch one of those. It's on my list to make sure I make the next one. Oh, it's going to be so fun. I'm loving them already. I would love to have you in there. The energy is just so fun. And then the last thing is I do have a few spots also for readings and I'm doing kind of a blend of Oracle and Tarot right now. And then I also have my soul blend sessions, which are a little bit of energy healing, a little bit of a reading, depending on what your energy calls for that day. And they're just a little bit longer too. And those ones are live on Zoom. Whereas the other readings can be either on Zoom or just an email so that you just get to receive it whenever it comes in. So I've got a lot going on, actually, compared to I feel like the first few months of the year, I was like, I got nothing. And now I'm like, all the things. <laughs> the Gemini energy, that's the, that's the only real energy I've gotten from the Gemini that's been positive as I've been doing lots of things. <laughs> Love it. I'm excited to see how it goes with both of us staying busy in July. Yes, me too. I'm looking forward to it. All right. So what cards, drum roll, please, did you pull? And please tell me there's not a tower. No tower, no death card. We're, we're, we're getting there. I feel like I'm hesitant to say I'm excited. There's still some, you know, tricky energy, but we say that every time. So I feel like no one's surprised to hear that at this point. For the first week, which is from the 21st to the 24th, I pulled the Justice card from the Major Arcana, the 11. And so 11 is a number of balance. It's a master number. And this does feel like we're mastering a situation. We're coming to a conclusion in some way and that there's a resolution coming. So this can be in your own energy. It can just be finding balance in your life or it can be with a work situation or a relationship, wherever it makes sense for you. But I really feel like this could... what this energy keeps showing up as is that it's something we thought we already kind of dealt with, but it's just coming back around for like the loose ends to be tied up. And there's just like one last thing that needs to be said. Like maybe you thought it was re resolved and then you're like, oh, but I wasn't clear on this one point. It could be a boundary that's crossed where you're like, oh, you know what? Actually, I didn't voice it out loud clearly. I alluded to it or, you know, I kind of 
danced around it, but now I need to say it. It might be something like that where it's very simple and it's just a matter of a communication issue. Or it could be that there's something that still needs to be released, that we're giving another chance right now. And then we're like, nope, this really does have to go. But either way, it comes out as a very positive energy. It comes out as some balance coming up and coming back to center. And it just feels like it all starts with just being honest with yourself. Because I think that's always what happens is we tell ourselves, no, no, it's fine. It won't bother me. Or like, I can do this. It's fine. And then all of a sudden we're like, it's not fine. So I feel like that might be where it starts is us just honestly sitting with our energy and saying, how am I actually feeling about this? And then having whatever conversation or whatever action needs to happen in order to write that energy. And the last little message that came up with this one was just to make sure that if there's compromise that happens, it's not compromising your values or compromising what is best for you in the situation. So like, it's okay to have a push and pull. I think we all need to do that. And it could be that maybe some of us have been, you know, taking too much and like being like, no, me, me, me. And then it's like, we have to give back to the other person a little or the other way around where we've just been giving it all to all our energy to someone else. And we're like, I need to pull some of that back. So it's just keeping that compromise in a position where it's beneficial for everyone. Well, I think there's a few things here that overlap really specifically with what you're talking about. Part of what is we're kind of writing the coattails in on this blend of Jupiter and Saturn, right? It's not very often that they get along and they're actually syncing up for the first time in like six years. So this Jupiter in Taurus is like excitement and sensuality and Saturn in Pisces is like this dose of sobering sensibility where we're maybe going to figure out what needs to be done, but we're also for the first time maybe going to be able to see how to do it as well. And really, if you can dig into what is your dream scenario and then honestly put a solid plan in place for achieving the next steps, that's where you're going to find the magic of these two energies together. Now they're riding together the 19th through the 22nd of June. So you've got a little bit of a good window there to really harness that. Although I do think the 21st, right, solstice is a great opportunity. So up into summer as the sun moves into cancer and it happens super early, 6.58 a.m. Mountain Standard Time with the solstice. This is, of course, the longest day of light in the Northern Hemisphere. And this energy is going to illuminate our most treasured bonds with beloved relatives and friends, anyone who's earned that sort of chosen family status. Homey and heartfelt cancer season is really ideal for nesting, but don't fill up like every square inch of space on your calendar because when the emotions come, you're going to kind of want to pull in and have that nostalgic, lonely time alone. And if you've got a house full of guests, it makes it a little hard to process. <laughs> now, while we've still got Jupiter and Saturn kind of holding in, we're also going to get this extra boost from Mercury with Mars and Mercury with Chiron. This is an additional healing energy that's going to make you excited to act and share your ideas with others. And it'll make others more open to seeing things from a newer and higher perspective. So you don't have to hold yourself back from making this incredible sales pitch and really asking for what you need. As we move into the 
22nd and 23rd, we're going to get even more luck, this additional boost from Mars and Chiron again. So this is like a soft band-aid coming in to help you get on the way on your healing journey and give you a booster shot of motivation. Right? It's not always easy to walk a mile with a blister on your big toe, but with this energy, you might just forget you have a blister long enough to walk two miles. Just don't look back. <laughs> on June 25th, we have a foggy Neptune and Pisces kind of obscuring any data that intellectual Mercury and Gemini is going to bring to the surface. No one's going to be speaking clearly in this energy. And if you get bogged down in the details, make sure you see them crystal clear before you make up your mind. Better yet, just wait until the fog clears. Give it a day or two. You're not going to see things clearly. June 26th, we have the first quarter moon in Libra that asks you to draw the line between good judgment and just being judgmental. If you can bring awareness to your decision-making processes and ask, am I being too firm in my boundaries or am I just really being way too trusting? Mercury moves into Cancer as we sort of naturally draw inward. And this is our moment where Cancer really will be highlighted, where we're going to feel like we want to draw into our circle of trust. And again, think about this halfway point of the year, what's left on that to-do list that you were supposed to be doing and you didn't. The great thing about this quarter moon is that you have a little bit of time to adjust and better plan for your long-term goals that are going to help you in the long term. This is not short term. And then keep in mind that hot-headed Mars in Leo is going to retrograde backspin into a combative angle with Uranus today, leaving the lines between friend and enemy kind of on a razor thin edge. This is the energy that can really add to stubborn standoffs or maybe explosive emotions. So just kind of take that in stride when you're out dealing with the folks. That definitely feels like that energy of like where the boundaries might all of a sudden become clear where you're like, oh, OK, maybe I wasn't clear. Um, this is what I actually meant by that. <laughs> so I think that definitely ties in. Our next week, our week two for cancer season is June 25th to July 1st. And what I pulled for that was the Knight of Cups. So this has a very Libra energy to me. It's romantic. It's friendly. It's flirty. And I think with this, it, it has a two-sided energy for me and when I'm feeling into it, where on the one hand, it's like letting yourself be vulnerable and put it wearing your heart on your sleeve and really leaning into that if it's a connection that feels good. And kind of what we were saying with hope, where it's like, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Or if it's not received well, there's not much you could do about that. But it's opening up to just the energy of love in general and like letting yourself enjoy it and to just connect when it feels right. But on the other side of that, it's a reminder to not just have rose-colored glasses and see everything through the lens of romance because not every connection is what it seems. Not everyone's intentions are what they seem. And that if we, there's a difference between being swept up in love and being swept away and I think sometimes we tend to be swept away where we let it go a little too far. And then we're like, where am I? How did this happen? Who am I? 
And I think we don't want to lose ourselves in these connections. That's kind of what was coming to me. So I think it's it's a good energy to lean into. And I think it's coming at a time where we kind of need that break from all of the intensity, at least how it's feeling for me. Yeah. And, you know, this week, and I kind of jumped the gun when I was talking before about the first quarter moon, because this is really that energy. I think that's a little bit gruff at the beginning of the week where you're going to want to right draw into your circle. That's that very cancer energy snap before anybody hurts me. I'm going to leave my guard up. And so as we moved through this week, right into like June 28th, we've got the cancer sun in like this comfort situation with Saturn and Pisces. So right, if you grab the wheel so hard, you're going to fly off the road. It's better to use like gentle emotional intelligence to read between the lines. If you or your loved ones feel fear today, try to gently untangle the voice at the bottom who might just be afraid of the unknown. Um, And as we move into the 29th, we've got Venus and Leo with yet another really awesome band-aid for your soul today as she makes a harmonious angle with Chiron. So can you drop your shoulders, release the tension in your jaw, and recognize how far you've come already? I think being gentle with ourselves is the first step for allowing some of that to come in. On June 30th, I've got us sort of queuing up your Insight Timer app and dusting off your dream journal because Neptune is going to begin its annual retrograde, pushing you deeper into the waters of your subconscious. The oceanic planet, which is sailing through its home sign of Pisces until 2026, will demand extra contemplation and reflection until early December. This backspin can help you roll back the fog of denial, distraction, delusion, and in fact can help you revisit unfinished projects. So if you take this time to allow the backspin of Neptune to take you into the places where you maybe brushed past something in a moment of hurry and instead allow yourself to daydream about what if, what if I accepted the best possible option. We also have communicative Mercury and Cancer teaming up with responsible Saturn and Pisces. So this is going to remind you to back up your words with your actions. Accountability is the cornerstone of trust. And while you may have to pull your head out of the clouds just a little bit, following through in this energy could get you much further ahead than you would be if you didn't. Additionally, the lovable sign in sun in cancer might have you feeling like leaving work early to hang out with your besties. So do them and yourself a favor and don't book that long weekend until your tasks are really finished. Yeah, I definitely feel like that's that two sides of the coin where it's like, let's be dreamy. Let's lean into the dreaminess like that Neptune. But like, let's also be aware of what the real issues are and what we actually need to do. Um, I feel like there's definitely a sweeping away that could happen. Like you said, if you don't pay attention and do your tasks, you don't get to go away. (laughs) It's like the consequences. So the next week, this is the week that kind of feels like the way this week is feeling. So I'm a little, a little scared of this week. But from July 2nd to the 8th, I pulled the Three of Swords, which is the classic card of heartbreak and grief. And I feel like this could be almost an energy that 
moves on from this Knight of Cups energy where it's like, maybe things aren't as they seemed or there's something we need to let go of, a relationship, a situation. But this also has a feeling for me of identity attached to it as a feeling of like who we thought we were before this energy sort of showed up. And then maybe somebody else is going to make us realize that we've, you know, changed or that we aren't showing up the way that we intend to. Our actions are not matching what we are intending. And there is definitely still some delayed grief coming up with this. So it could be something we've already dealt with in the eclipse season or something, you know, with that justice card that like was coming up. It could be something that's sort of slowly dragging on because we haven't fully let it go yet. And this is the opportunity to do that. And it's just an unfortunate thing that none of us really want to do. No one likes to be in the energy of grief and heartbreak, but there's something about like processing these endings and letting this energy move that feels like it's like delayed healing that we could have probably had earlier had we taken the actions we needed to, but it's keeping us from moving forward. So this is a time to release. And I I could be wrong, but I feel like there's the full moon this week. It had a, a moon feeling to it. So if that's the case, that could be why. But I do feel like letting the emotions flow. It's cancer season. This is the time to do it. Lean in while the moon and cancer and all these things are lining up for you to just let it go. And it feels like the energy of this one is to fall apart to bring it back together in a way that makes more sense. It's like we set things up a certain way. It's not working. Let it go. Let it fall apart. Think about how many times you've had a similar situation happen and you're fine. Something better came along. And it's just that constant death and rebirth that I was talking about where it's like, it's going to keep happening. And so going with it instead of, again, not steering into the skid and not trying to force it is probably better in this energy as well. And then I had a song come to mind, which is this song that's on one of my playlists. It's called Devastating and it's by Johnny Swim. And it's this energy of like, I basically like you want to be devastated at the end of a relationship because it means you put everything into it. And it was so good. Like if, if you don't care when a relationship ends, what was the point? And so it's just this reminder that grief is a reminder of love that you had. And so I felt like that was a really beautiful way of looking at it. That is the best Cancerian description of this energy ever. Thank you for your Cancer and Moon. I loved all of that. <laughs> You're right. The devastation is worth it because it means it was real. So right at the beginning of the month, we really do have this feeling of like head and heart united, this sort of heartwarming connection where you're going to feel like expansion. And then July 2nd comes in and we have Venus and fiery Leo and we have Uranus and earthly Taurus. And they're feeling conflict with one another, right? Uranus wants to run free and rebel. And Venus is just asking for like some decent love and respect. <laughs> so be careful not to take radical steps today that maybe feel great and impulsive, but could leave damaged feelings behind. On the other hand, if you've been biting your tongue a bit too much, maybe now is time to let the authenticity fly. On July 3rd, this is your opportunity to check on those New Year's resolutions. Remember those? The full moon is in gold getter Capricorn, and it's setting the stage for like our midterm review. What's your 2023 progress report so far? Now is the time to pinpoint what's working well 
and to cross off anything that's really proving to be more impossible than you maybe had hoped. <laughs> this mid-year review is perfect time to revamp your strategy, to set different milestones if you need to pivot. Capricorn is an ambitious high achiever, but don't forget to celebrate the accomplishments you have made this year. No one gets a gold star for being a martyr. Seriously, acknowledge your progress. Thank the people that have been part of your growth. Jupiter is going to be pumping up this full moon, which can help you expand into what your vision is. And with Mercury opposite the moon, you'll be better off writing down those big ideas because your memory is not going to cut it this way. <laughs> On July 5th, we have Mercury and Gemini in a conflicting square with Chiron and Aries. Now, remember the gut check we faced with the full moon? Chances are you're probably experiencing some discomfort of wounds or worthiness, recognition, belonging. All of these things will have us guessing if we've got what it takes to stay the course. So get really clear on what's holding you back. You've had some of those emotional band-aids in the last couple of weeks and be prepared to have some tough conversations with others or with yourself in order to keep that hope alive. On July 6th, we have Mercury in Gemini again, only today he's making like this harmonious angle with his planetary pal Uranus and Taurus. Now, Gemini likes to change and Taurus is not such a big fan, but today everyone might just see that making some shifts for the greater good helps everyone. The moon in Pisces is also going to help this sort of dreamy energy that will maybe help people push beyond their boundaries. And then on July 8th, we have the moon moving into Aries. And I just wanted to make a note of this because it's going to give us a boost out of our head and back into action. And this is really going to leave you on this point of feistiness as we start the next cycle. I really like that you made a point of talking about Aries because the next card for July 9th to 15th is the fool, the zero, the back at the beginning. And I feel like that is definitely how I was feeling about this is a very like forward moving energy. But this is also like a trust fall. It's an energy of, yes, we need to take action. But also sometimes we can just trust that all of this work we've been doing and all of this is not for nothing and that there is something on the horizon. And as much as like I've been saying all of this doom and gloom in the last few cards the zero here does feel like the point of rebirth forward like yes there's always challenges that will come but the energy physically feels different when i feel from the previous week to this point and i think this is like where we kind of left off with our dreaming and all of this and like what you were saying about the capricorn energy and revisiting our dreams from the beginning of the year part of that grief we were feeling before might have been because we were grieving goals and versions of ourselves we thought we'd be by this point. But this is the point where it's like, no, we have new goals. Now we have bigger goals. Like maybe those goals were just not even good enough for where how far we've come at this point. And so this feels like it is that hope energy I was talking about at the beginning. I did write hope in big letters here. And so this is that like trust fall and be like, yeah, it's going to happen. Worst case scenario, you end up on the ground. And you know what, we all do sometimes. So that was kind of what I was feeling into this is that this, and I actually wrote down the rebirth part of the death and rebirth. Like this is finally, we're going to feel that. And I've been saying that the last few months, but you know what? I have actually had hints of this. Even though they've been a rough few months, there have been hints. There's been certain things that have started moving forward in ways I wouldn't have expected. And so 
when I look back, it's like as much as sometimes the negative stuff overwhelms us, there have been hints of this. And so I am very much ready for the trust fall this time. And what was showing up here is that the zero is kind of like the rebirth is like before the birth. It's like this point where it's like just starting. And where this is, is sort of that liminal energy again of like the in-between. But what the reminder with this card is, is that as much as we don't know, and that can be scary, the whole point of this energy is that anything can happen and that it's really a point where everything is possible. And that's kind of what I feel like we're supposed to finally be able to lean into with this is to the exciting part of it instead of the scary part of it. And then I also got another song. I don't know what's going on with cancer season and songs, but the Rolling Stones can't always get what you want came in my head. And I was like, of course. And so like the quote for that is the very famous line, which is you can't always get you what you want. But if you try, sometimes you might get what you need. And so sometimes we don't even know what we need, but the universe does. And so that's where the trust fall comes in of being like, you know what, all the things I thought I wanted, you know, that I was just doing my yearly review, my half year review, none of that seemed to work out. So you know what, you do this for me. You let me know. I know what I think I want. I know how I want to feel. You figure out the rest. So completely perfect. Oh, all right. June 9th, under creative and compassionate mashup of the communicator Mercury, and then we've got psychic sponge Neptune, right? Your empathy will have your psychic powers on full power. While it won't be so easy to set firm boundaries today, you can finally listen to someone or maybe even feel truly heard. This could be the path to resolving an issue that's dogged you for far too long. Creative and spiritual pursuits are especially favored today. So open your channels to the divine by free writing, meditating, or asking your guides for maybe exactly what you need. <laughs> on July 10th, right, this is one of those days where it might be easier to focus on the negative than the positive, just like the song, right? Scandal, intrigue, hidden agendas. What's happening is cunning Pluto and expressive Mercury are both going to draw their swords and it's best to just keep your opinions to yourself. While your powers of observations are strong, there may be more to the story initially than what meets the eye. So ask those clarifying questions. Do your research. If you sense a power struggle brewing, gracefully bow out before you get triggered. We've also got a last quarter moon in Taurus and quarter moons are tension points. They're not soft moons. So we know Taurus doesn't care for change. We've covered that endlessly. And last quarter moon is going to feel less like a compromise and more like you lost your favorite shirt on a trip. Remember, showing the universe you are serious about letting it go can make more space for the magic that you do want or need. Mars is going to move into Virgo, and this is a big one. From now until August 27th, we're going to have that feisty action maker sliding into the grounded and practical sign of Virgo. And this is going to be pumping you up to put plans, budgets, and schedules behind those lofty ideas that you have. You'll have a lot of productive energy during this period, but you may come across as aggressive more so than you intend, especially if you're dishing out advice. Virgo can get wordy. And with this combined sort of warrior Mars energy, people can sometimes get or be a little bit judgmental or critical. 
We also have Mercury moving into Leo, and this is going to be a really fast 17-day transit. So, you know, mindset Mercury is going to be passing through this sort of playful and passionate Leo, where it's really going to ask us to crank up the creativity. If you're making a picture or presentation, use storytelling techniques and bold visuals to really get your message across. Laying it on thick in this scenario might actually work as long as you're combining this with your genuine true sentiments. On July 11th, we have Mars in a trine with the North Node. And what's exciting about this, this is a harmonious angle, but the other powerful energetics, right, that were happening on the 10th, we had a really busy day, you might have missed this energy. So as this energy starts to dissipate, take some action and make some checklists. And that will help you see your way towards your north node. Remember, those nodes are two ends of the same pole. We're not meant to abandon the south, but to live in balance and harmony. Less swinging for the fences and more like a zen balance beam, if you will. On July 12th, we have the Cancer Sun riding the emotional wave into fiery Chiron. So Chiron is an Aries, and just like lava meeting the ocean, there's going to be steam and discomfort with this watery Cancer Sun. So while the challenges you face could feel triggering, it's possible that they're maybe laying the groundwork for you to actually grow. Then July 14th, we have the Cancer Sun getting cozy and harmonious with Uranus and Taurus, which is going to open the doors for opportunities to allow those emotions to pass over you like a warm blanket of your childhood. Sometimes nothing feels better than a good cry. So shake things up. Try a new approach. If you feel stuck, Really shake in your body. Try some somatics. Remember that passing those emotions and energetics through your body is important. That's a really important reminder. I feel like I've been feeling more in my body in the physical world lately. So I think that is something I really need to look into. So for our last week here from the 16th to the 23rd of July, I have the Two of Cups. And like I said, I was starting to feel optimistic with the fool. And this energy is so beautiful. So usually the classic meaning is romantic relationships or divine relationships. And this can also be for career or just people to help you along. So if you're really focused on your goals, this can be a partnership or a connection that helps you move forward and really supports you. It doesn't necessarily have to be romantic, but I think we can all lean into the romance of connection in general at this point, if it's starting to feel that way. And I think that energy we're talking about with Chiron and like the need for growth and healing, sometimes these connections happen. And initially that might be the reaction, but it may be something that's beneficial moving forward. And so I do feel like it can be linking in with that trust energy from the fool and trusting that like these people, if it feels like the connection is meant to happen, then yes, there may be a bit of a rough start, but It could be something that's beneficial long-term. And then it's just a reminder in general to keep your heart open. We attract love with love. And so the more we can act from a place of love and just trust that that is the energy that's being asked of us and that if we put that out there, it will come back. Sometimes it bites us in the ass and that's a cancer thing too. You know, sometimes we have to get a little defensive and protect ourselves if that happens. But 
just trust that you'll be able to do that if that's what's called for. But this is kind of like the main message that came through really clearly was that the more we trust that these connections are out there and that we will, you know, meet the people we need to move forward in whichever capacity we're really focused on right now, that we will, and that there'll be divinely inspired connections. So whether this is in romance or whether it's in career or just friendships, if you just are really seeking friendship, either way, the people that come into that energy, when you're leading with love, and that's kind of the beacon you're putting out there, that's what will come back to you as well. And I just thought that was like a really beautiful way to wrap up cancer season in the energy. I think what you say about that is really interesting. I've had this theory, working theory, for a few years now, because when we're dealing with the other two water signs, Scorpio and Pisces, we have these moments of the veil being really thin, right? We talk about Halloween and Day of the Dead and these moments where we feel our loved ones. And then in Pisces season, we have Easter, but really its origins are also spiritual and thin veil and rebirth. And then we have cancer season. And it's always, to me, sort of felt like this forgotten about water season. And I think picking up on what you were talking about is this remembering to ask our guides, our angels, our higher selves for the support, for the guidance, so that this magic, we're open to it, so that the the lessons and our path is invited in towards us. So I just wanted to share that. July 17th, we've got like these warm, fuzzy vibes, right? Because the new moon in Cancer is going to be giving this really beautiful, nurturing energy for us. It's easy to take our best supporters for granted, right? So again, reach out and let them know how much they mean to you. And if you're feeling drained from giving too much, maybe you've forgotten where other people's shells end and yours begin. So maybe turn up that volume on self-care and try saying no to the things that exhaust you. The moon's opposition to Pluto and Harmonia's trying to Neptune set the stage for some deep decluttering or maybe even a house blessing. <laughs> so this is a busy day, the 17th. So we also have one of the big shifts of the year. We have the North Node in Aries, South Node in Libra. If this is moving out of North Node Taurus, South Node Scorpio. What we're really going to be focusing on now for the next 18 months, right? Do your relationships support your personal growth or are other people's dreams crowding out your own goals? This is a balance between mine and ours, and it's going to really hit a critical tipping point today on the 17th as the lunar nodes shift into Aries and Libra, where they're going to remain until January of 2025. This is a collective energy that's going to ask you to take inventory of your inner circle and cut ties with the energy vampires. Make sure you aren't one of the energy vampires though, right? Check yourself. While Aries inspires confidence and leadership, Libra inspires love, grace, and dignity. As long as you don't step into people-pleasing or trauma bonding, this is an important cycle that hasn't come around for almost two decades. So it's really going to open our awareness to diplomatic negotiations. Also on the 17th, we've got another heavy hitting energy. And then one of the other main themes for 2023, and it's going to run from July 17th through August 3rd. 
as a transformation powerhouse, Pluto is going to retrograde into Capricorn. There's conflict immediately with the newly shifted North Node into Libra. They're at opposition of each other. So if you thought you could escape shifting out of stale relationships, then this transit might just push you into the deep end without any arm floaties. So better to be prepared for this one and work through that energy in a proactive way, knowing that it's going to be coming. Otherwise, you might be caught off guard. On July 18th, we have the rockiness hanging out still from the 17th. It was a lot. You might be reeling a little bit. The hard square between Jupiter and Mars might have left you in like deep procrastination or even lost in a wave of thoughts that carried you away. On the 18th, instead, take some time to get back on track. And if you've overpromised something that you regret, fix it now. It's better to do it than later when it's going to surface during retrograde that's coming up. On July 20th, you might just amp up your dreamscape as the sun and Neptune get comfortable. The universe has its eyes and ears open. So get out your bullhorns and speak your desires into existence and stay open for miracles. Be as detailed as you can with what you're looking for. And then for two days, we've got practical Mars in Virgo that's going to kind of face off against Saturn. So this is where we're going to get obstacles that are going to start showing up left, right, and center. Check your details, keep yourself grounded, and if all systems are go, stay the course. On July 21st, we have, of course, Pluto's signature power grab and veiled intimidations are really going to be in high gear today. When a force like the sun takes on transformation master like Pluto, you're going to find all sorts of power struggles, leaving everyone a bit defensive. Check in with yourself, trust your gut, and remember that Mars and Pisces still have obstacles floating your way and Mercury and Chiron decide to join in and make it fun. (laughs) Everything is happening for your highest good. Just try and stay calm. On July 22nd, our desires are going to hit a six-week speed bump as Venus turns retrograde in Leo until September 3rd. During this cycle, the planet of love, beauty, and harmony is going to shift from being an evening star to a morning star. And what's interesting about this, like metaphorically, this is a time to assess your desires. Maybe it's time to say goodnight to the problem once and for all. You might be wasting hours trying to strategize your next move. So maybe instead reach out for help. Nostalgia is really the magic sauce for this transit. So revisit the places and things that you haven't in a while. And then as you step out of your comfort zone today, it's important to remember that Venus is there to help you move towards your north node, towards your highest self. You might feel a little bit like a wounded healer yourself if you reach out to the right people. I really like that reminder of the Venus energy having a nostalgia energy to it because I feel like that's such a wrap up for cancer season as well. And I think something that came up for me when I was tuning into nostalgia earlier was the fact that nostalgia can actually show us what we want more of. 
like whatever you're looking back at, at like a relationship or time with your family or childhood, the things that you look back at with that fondness, it's like, how can you bring that forward? And so when you were talking about speaking your desires, if you're feeling nostalgic for something, like really pay attention to that and be like, what about that? Like you were saying to get specific, like what is the essence of that that I want more of? And I think that's a really good place to start, especially with it being cancer season. And that's the thing, right? Nostalgia, you can put on your rose tinted glasses and miss the true essence. So take those moments to really dig into the full, the minute details that ask you, what is it that you want more of? Yeah, I love it. I feel like that's such a good way to like end off for cancer season. As much as I say this every time, and, you know, maybe I'll regret it, but I'm leaning into hope. I do feel like this is a positive and movement forward. And like even these, there are some challenging aspects, it sounds like, for cancer season. But it does feel like they're ones that are moving us forward. There's a lot less like backwards movement. I feel like that's what I've been feeling for the last few months. But this does feel like anything we're revisiting is to clear it out or to like make a choice. It doesn't feel right. like it's just setting us off on a wild goose chase anymore, which is kind of nice. It's interesting if you download my calendar at all, I always have like the stars are for like stellar days and the yeah. little spiral is for like a little bit wacky. And we have a lot less of extremes. I think we only have one day that's like a mixed bag and then like one or two days that are a little wacky and one or two days that are stellar. So I feel like it's not going to be as swinging as it's been this back and forth energy. That is good news. I, I feel like no news is good news at this point. So like, it's like, you know what, if it's just, if it's just moving forward and staying on the track, I think I can handle that at this point. Right. Totally. Well, well, should we just wrap up with our movies? Cause I always think that's such a fun part of, I think what we do each month. I agree. Do you want to go oh, first? Sure. I I'm pretty excited about these picks. They came to me in just a quick moment when I was reflecting and getting ready. But the first one, my Camther movie pick is Mermaid with Cher. I think it really plays to the idea of this protective mother figure who also is trying to do the best for everybody and also neglecting herself a little bit along the way. There's so many great side stories in it and it's probably one of my favorite share movies that she did so i i love mermaids that's my first recommendation and then the second is ironically bridesmaids oh. and the reason i picked it right is because this is the idea of that chosen family and maybe hanging on to the nostalgia so long because you're not willing to shift a little to let another member in but then recognizing that that member actually belongs the whole time they're part of your family. I love that. It, yeah, it feels like two ends of the spectrum, but somehow they both have that energy of cancer. I love those. I love both those movies too. Those are both good movies. I have like 5 million movies that came to me, but I won't list them all. I will probably list four, but I'll talk about two. So... Two that just came to mind right off the bat were A Walk to Remember because it's like the idea that you know something's going to end and that that was that devastating energy where it's like, you know what, we're going to lean into it anyways because like why miss out on something amazing just because it might end? That was the first one. And then Georgia Rule with Lindsay Lohan and Jane Fonda because they're both very tough characters and they're very 
protective in their own ways of themselves and of each other. And there's a lot of like family dynamics and home energy and, you know, nostalgia as well. So those were the two that kind of just came to mind. But the two that I feel like for me feel like almost opposite ends of the spectrum of this energy is the first one is Stepmom. That movie has always been as much as it makes me cry every time. It's been one of my favorite movies since it came out. And so this idea of Susan Sarandon being the mother that knows she has to let go and is trying to hide the fact that she's sick for so long from her kids while she's also navigating this new person coming into her children's lives who doesn't know why she's being so defensive and why she's being so hard on her because she can see herself being replaced. And, but it's the idea that like they're coming together with the idea that like they are they can all be chosen family. They can all be part of the family and that it's for the kids benefit for all of them to share that love and to come together instead of both trying to fight for their place. And so that one gets me every time. And I just feel like it's so cancer energy in so many ways. And then the other is a spoiler alert because I feel like a lot of people haven't watched this movie. So if you don't want to hear it, don't listen. But the other movie is Someone Great. And this is Gina Rodriguez. She plays Jane from Jane the Virgin. And she's, she's been in a lot of things. She's lovely. I love her. She plays this girl who's going through a breakup of a long-term relationship. And she really leans on her two close friends and they're doing sort of a nostalgic thing. So it's funny that nostalgia came up so much for these, but they start going to all the clubs they used to go to and all these things that they used to do because she's going to be moving away. And it's like their last hurrah. And she keeps really wanting to get back with this boyfriend. And it's one of the few romantic movies, romantic comedy, because it's really funny too. There's a lot of hilarious parts, but it's one of the few that doesn't end with them getting back together. And even though like that's not even really a spoiler because there's so much that happens in the movie. There's so many dynamics that come into play. But it's just this idea that, again, like the best resolution isn't always what you want. Sometimes it's what you need in order to move forward. And so I feel like both of them have kind of a sad ending. Like both of them have an ending where you're not really like excited, but you also know that it's like the best for everyone to move forward. And that I think is Again, a hard thing to do as a cancer person. We don't want to let go. We want to stay in the nostalgia. But the reality is you can't live backwards. You do have to eventually move forwards again. And so even the idea of retrogrades coming up in this month just feels like that energy too. Now that I heard you explain the energies, that's kind of now what I'm thinking where I was going with that. Oh my goodness. I haven't seen the second one. So I'll put it on my list to watch this month for sure. Yeah. And yes, we have so many retrogrades kicking in. I think by the time we're through with Leo season, we'll have five in progress. Wow. And we tend to do this every summer, late summer. And then it's this moment where I think everything slows down and we do have that, that moment of nostalgia and also revisiting the things we've done already this year. So I wish everybody a really good cancer season. If the tears flow, let them be of hope this time. And yes, I'm hopeful, Andrea, that we have a good cancer season. I am too. And I'm wishing the same for everyone. We're going to lean into hope and just keep looking in that direction. Love it. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next month. 
I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Things That Make You Go Woo. You can help me out by leaving a positive rating and a review wherever you downloaded this episode. Be sure and follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Emily and Her Stars. You can also reach out via email anytime, emilyandherstars at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time on Things That Make You Go Woo.